So we're going to tell you what we've got planned for this week. And we're going to be talking about Dubai Design Week as well as Diwali in the UAE and what you can get up to. We are going to be talking about some big Ed Sheeran news here in the UAE and taking a little look about what our man about town wants us to check out and see this week. I'm Inas Rafari. And I'm Farah Andrews. And you're listening to Culture Bites. All the way from the National here in Abu Dhabi. Did I just wink again? (laughs) Anyone who's watching this on YouTube has just seen my terrible attempt at winking. Inas keeps winking at me. Over the desk. So we usually start every episode with what's caught our eye, which is why I'm winking. Um, And this week we've got Dubai Design Week, which runs from the 7th to the 12th of November. And it's the region's largest design festival, reflecting Dubai's position at becoming a capital of design in the Middle East, which is really, really significant. It's the truth. It is the truth. (laughs) It's the truth. As somebody who lives in Abu Dhabi, I'd like to say it's all of the UAE. (laughs) But um, the cost of going and attending is 25 uh, dirhams and all proceeds to this will be going to Gaza, which I think is a really nice way of keeping arts and culture going, but also extending that hand to what's been going on. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good way of kind of um, making sure these like big events that are they do not happen overnight, right? No. <laughs> so the they still go ahead, but they're kind of thinking about what is happening in the news and kind of making sure they're doing some some good as well. If I'm not wrong, other D- Dubai Design Weeks have not been a paid for entry. So this mm. is a, this a is new the first thing. time. Yeah. So this is the first time um, that they're asking for quite a small donation. I mm-hmm. think for what you're going to see, mm. you're going to see something that's like pretty incredible. It's curated. It's pulled together. There's lots of different exhibitions coming together from a lot of different places. We've got something on like zero waste. Um, there's a designer um, exhibition like very eco conscious. I think yeah. all of this really ties into this massive drive that we have in the country ahead of COP and uh, I think it's really great to see and it's nice that they're you know thinking about how we're all feeling too yeah that's what so I've um, bad planning from me hands up I'm going down to design week this afternoon (laughs) so I'd love to be able to sit here and be like these were the favourite things that I saw but I'd be telling a fib because I'm going after this However, I have read a lot about it because we have <laughs> spoken to a lot of people about um, Dubai Design Week and downtown design, um, downtown design. But primarily today we'll be chatting about um, Design Week because that's more for like um, consumers to kind of go down and check out incredible like installations and kind of sculpture work that's incredibly architecturally inspired, um, like very impressive pieces. I've seen one. Mm-hmm. already which has been photographed kind of everywhere oh, um, and it's the um, palm trees by the Emirati architect Abdullah El Mullah ah, so I was going to talk about him too <laughs> I spoke to him this week amazing um, because we are uh, ahead of a, a panel that I'm doing um, and he was kind of talking about what inspired that installation and what he said was so nice he was kind of thinking like a lot of it's like the kind of coming back to basics and the reason why he chose palm to make Mm. that um, installation is kind of like a bit of a rejection of modern materiality the fact that we almost have too many decisions to make now and there's too many options for what we're designing with so he kind of pulled everything back to basics in in an emirati way yeah which is really lovely i mean i I, growing up 
we were always told, and you know, I think this is like so profound in Muslim culture about how important dates are, mm. palms are, and you just realise that it was it was the lifeline for so many people. So it should be celebrated, yeah, um, and just acknowledged in that way. But yeah, I'm really excited to see that piece. Yeah, it's I'm, big. It's yeah. How big? Huge. I've I've only seen videos of it at the moment, but yeah, it's very Im like immersive, and you can kind of go through. I can't wait to catch up on your Instagram. After this afternoon. <laughs> it's quite a lot of pressure for me to be posting a lot. <laughs> Got to be posting. Got to be posting. Otherwise, you weren't there. That's that's the rule of thumb. Is that how it goes? Yeah, that's There's right, a lot of places I don't go then. <laughs> <laughs> but is there anything else that we should perhaps keep our eyes open for if we're going to head down there? I think the kind of... it's It would be nice to kind of go down and kind of check out the way that they've incorporated a very key sustainability focus. And um, I was reading... A conversation with the organizers where they said that it's not just about greenwashing and it's not just about kind of making sustainability the key theme and a front and center message but it is kind of about bringing sustainability into like the ethos of what, the way they're running it this year and kind of making sure that like everything is quite like sustainably sourced and kind of like the kind of reusing of what mm. what is being incorporated into things so kind of going through and kind of noticing how that is a key theme throughout everything that's kind of that's what I'm going to be looking out for later not in kind of like a marking teacher way but just kind of interesting to see because <laughs> how much plastic have you used yeah there is a lot of conversation though about this is yeah like it's unavoidable like we hear it in, com in conversations about concerts the mm. music industry the event industry of like how sustainable actually is this how sustainable is it to like have these like massive pop-up events that then come down even if they are like they have a very good message which is so important mm. but it is the fact that they aren't just talking about it right it's yeah. like putting things into action which is what I liked about this because it is like it's more than just it's just this like, is our message yeah I love that well if um, anybody wants to donate any art to me uh, at the end of the design week <laughs> just feel free to uh, send it over to the national thanks there should be like a bingo card if you mean like <laughs> these are things I'm willing to accept and they are cakes and crank and free art <laughs> <laughs> it's like Inas's love language. <laughs> rugs. I also like a lot of oh, rugs. She likes rugs. Yeah, rugs, lighting. But talking of lighting, oh, oh seamless. Diwali is in the Emirates, and um, you it's know, everywhere, huh? It's, Not just the Emirates. <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's huge, um, huge celebration. It's a celebration of light, which um, originates in the Hindu faith, but obviously is still celebrated by many, many others, including Buddhists, Sikhs, yeah. and other. I think it transcends a lot of things uh, of religions, as it were. Mm -hmm. So, um, Diwali, I grew up partially in London was huge yeah. so it's when all the firecrackers go off and uh, there's fireworks all through the night sometimes I'd actually climb to the top of a hill in um, south southeast London I say climb like I was on my hands and knees it's a gentle walk <laughs> you stroll off a hill I strolled up right. a hill <laughs> and then you could see the fireworks because unlike unlike um, New Year's Eve which starts at midnight, mm -hmm. which means you have to stay awake. Which is not, which is not what <laughs> it's not very good for me or my or like my general. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't like being awake at, late at night. It's not my way of life it's anymore. Not, my way of life. <laughs> not anymore. But Diwali actually just starts as soon as the sun goes down. So people start lighting fireworks and firecrackers and pretty candles and everything. So um, it was be, it would be something that I would definitely mark in my ca calendar to try and get to see. And it's nice that it's coming here. Yeah. So I've 
lived in the UAE on and off my whole life. And so Diwali celebrations are something I remember from when I was a child of like um, fireworks going down the street and the firecrackers. Yeah. And they're not technically allowed, but there is, <laughs> <laughs> we should qualify like, if you go out and buy firecrackers, you might get in trouble. So we are not endorsing we the sale or buying of firecrackers. <laughs> but what we camera. are in, what we are endorsing is beautiful, beautiful twinkly lights that are decorating so many houses and apartments in my neighborhood. As I'm like wandering around doing my little dog walks at night, I'm really enjoying just how like the whole area is just like twinkling and glowing, and it's so beautiful. Ah, oh. there are parts of I am not so. Abu Dhabi literate. Mm. My apologies. Uh, but there are areas of Dubai <laughs> that you can drive through and the whole area is just like glowing. Like there is um, in Amsakim, every year I drive past this house that's a very cubic home. I love and, that. Yeah. Very modern architecture. Love back. that. And um, <clears throat> the whole house is just um, covered in straight strings of light so it literally is just it looks like a glowing <gasps> dice it's amazing oh my god can you take a photo yeah yeah i, I do i kind of that. like make a mention every year of being like do like the little detour into um and get like have a little glimpse of the house i love it so much it kind of reminds me of christmas lights as well and i think like a lot of religions do celebrate light mm -hmm. um i remember as a child like there was one house that would just go all out there's always one house yeah there's always that one house. Yeah. And like sometimes I'm like, I wonder if I'll ever be a grown up. When I was a child, I'd be like, I wonder if I'd be that grown up that would be that house. Are you the grown up? No, no, I'm when, too disorganized. When we were I little, I remember one year, mum and dad putting lights up outside the house. And I was like, whoa. We're that house. <laughs> We've changed <laughs> in a great way. <laughs> what is happening? I imagine you, you do things like that, though. I mean, I love Christmas. And you've met my boyfriend who <laughs> loves Christmas. <laughs> He, I think, so just a disclaimer for anybody who hasn't been to Farah's house. Which is most of the people listening. <laughs> it already smells of cinnamon and cloves. Well, that's because yeah. <laughs> the candles are available. <laughs> so yeah, we we do a seasonal transition of the scented candles. So I heard it was a and bit of a thing. we're already in though. fall. We're already in fall. <laughs> but I heard that a lot of people here do start celebrating. So I think like light and all of these things from the er uh, months. Mm -hmm. That was like an actual thing here. That's very big in Filipino culture, is ah. what I've... The kind of, as soon as it's like September... Uh, yeah, then we, it's fine. Yeah, my friend lives in Manila and she's been sending me like, when she's out and about, like voice notes of Mariah Carey since like September 1st. Wow, she like, must make a killing from that song. Oh, she, yeah, big sales in, in the Philippines for two months <laughs> ahead of everywhere else in the world, which is lovely. <laughs> every Every year I think I can sing that song. I think that's most people. Every, well, this year, yeah. I will ask you for a performance. That's okay. We'll leave that for when I'm at your house. Not now. Not on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Mike. Maybe if Mike. there was like, maybe if there was a huge outcry that everybody wanted to hear me sing the song, <laughs> then we could do <laughs> some, start some kind of big campaign. <laughs> big campaign. The fireworks and the firecrackers have already started though. When we were out and about mm. last night, I heard the big pops and I was like, yes. Aww. So well, we that's have really nice. Five days of it. For and there's also a Hindu temple that was built last year in Jabal Ali. Yes. So I'm sure that they'll be celebrating Diwali there. It's such big celebrations there this week. Um, and so now we're going to move on to the next thing that's caught our eye, uh, which is <laughs> Ed Sheeran. I need to stop winking. Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran has caught our eye. <laughs> Ed Sheeran is returning to the Emirates. He is. Ed Sheeran is coming back to town. Now, here's some important Minutes for your diary if you're an Ed Sheeran fan. Really important. By the time this has gone out, <gasps> pre-sale, 
has happened. Forget about it. Scrap it. Give it. Scrap it. However, tomorrow, November the 10th, general sale. That is, it's happening. I believe it's 10 a.m. I'm going to double check that. People, this is going to be a concert that sells out. Two nights in January. Where is it? Seventh Stadium in Dubai. So it's about 45 minutes from like main Dubai drive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Quite far out. Worth the drive. Worth it. But this is going to be huge. Seating capacity at the stadium is more than 60,000. Wow. So that is very big, big numbers. <laughs> huge. Um, he has played in Dubai twice before, in 2017 and 2013. Both Quite times. a long time ago. Yeah. 10 years ago, one of them. Yeah. Um, both of them sold out. They, for a long time, concerts in this country weren't kind of like, they. it was all, this is like, I've become complacent because I lived here in the <laughs> concert world, because people buy tickets like a few days before. They're like, oh, do I do I fancy going to see Ed Sheeran this week? Oh, yeah, I'll go. No, that doesn't work anymore. You can't be that person. No. You have to be organized. Yeah. You have to put your Christmas lights up on time. You have to know what you're doing on January the 19th right now. And if you're going to buy those tickets, cancel those plans or work around it. Okay. okay. Is this so a concert Jan- that you oh, will so want to it's attend? In January, so it's not you're not buying it like No, it's actually not that far away. Okay. It's quite soon. But he's 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 a big deal. He is a big deal. He's got such I mean banging tracks. Yeah. Super popular music. Yeah. Will you be going? Will I go? Uh, yeah, yeah. It would be fun. It would definitely be a good night out. Are there bigger Ed Sheeran fans than me that maybe deserve the tickets more? Yeah. I would let them because I'm 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 a giver. <laughs> <laughs> that's so kind of you but I think you're like you know he's he's really Always. I actually have got a fun Ed Sheeran story from when I was my uh my old self because I, I once my microphone ran out of battery the moment Ed Sheeran came up to me for an interview oh, no. and I was terrified and the lady next to me who was a Radio 1 reporter just lent me her microphone and she let me do the micro- the interview, my interview on her mic. What a good egg. I know, what a good egg. And he was so kind about it. I was going to say, did he know? He seems like a very nice He's man. He's very right? down to earth. So last on our things that have caught our eyes is the Hunger Game prequel. Yes. So the, the, the preview, no, premiere, the little snippet. Trailer. Trailer. <laughs> is out. Which one of us works in multimedia? <laughs> yes, the trailer is out. And the film is out very soon, next week. And it's a it's a big one, isn't it? Because there's like this has got a huge following from books, and now we're getting to see another film. Did you watch the original four Hunger Games films? I watched. Yes, I watched all of them. Yeah, yeah. They um. So this is obviously the prequel. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sets the is the kind of context for how we even ended up we wrong pronoun how they even ended up with the hunger games at all Mm. kind of and it kind of shows you early versions of the district and then there are some familiar names that you'll recognize that fans will recognize from the films such as um uh president snow but we kind of see his young character and he's obviously in in this is not a spoiler like in the films that we've all seen he's a bad guy Mm. um and it kind of this film kind of Sets the scene for kind of how he became the I villain. I love an origin story. Yes, the origin like, story. I, I talk about my own origin story all the time. My brother gets really annoyed at me. He's like, that's not an origin story. And I was like, yes, it is. It yeah, is sorry, these are, this is my origin story. <laughs> Jordan is my origin story. Beautiful. Yeah, thanks. Dubai my father is my land. origin story. <laughs> <laughs> Dubai is your origin story. My children, it'll be, 
the UAE too. Yeah. Oh, that makes me happy. That'd be their origin story. Their origin story. So this is the origin story of Hunger Games. You're going to see all the characters kind of like as before. And this is, is this the end? Do we think this is going to be the end of Hunger Games? I mean, what's the honest answer there? If this film makes a lot of money, probs not. Probs not. But as far as I know, I don't think there are other books. But I've I I I've read the original uh, Suzanne Collins series, but I have not read Ballad of Songbirds and Snooks, which is this one. The um yeah, so the film's out next week, and yeah. there is a lot of hype about it. So the I think this is going to be a film that we hear quite a lot of conversation about and hear quite a lot from the cast including Rachel Ziegler who plays the main character in this film who is one of the people in one of the districts Mm -hmm. she's encountering snow a young snow Mm -hmm. and um so yeah this is great I mean I, I went to a thing recently as part of my day job and it was about like how important cinema is actually in the UAE because in the UAE it's still big big money same as Saudi Arabia uh-huh. and it's just like people love the cinema here it I, is I love, I love cinema, cinema so I love it's just like cinema. yeah so it's great we've spoken about this before but cinema in this country has ruined like the the phenomenal seats the even in like the kind of basic seating you're very comfy it's a very plush experience I like the portion sizes of nachos I <laughs> <laughs> love the popcorn and let's get people excited because we've got in the studio with us right now in person. Man, a man about town. Who's a gonna man t- about town. You make it sound like I'm never here in person. Yeah, I know. No, but you're not. You're always about <laughs> For town. For the first time ever, he's here live in studio. Do you not like the hype? <laughs> yeah. No, I love the hype. Always give me hype. Yeah, I'm a little hype machine. Yeah. But you always give us the, like, what we could have missed. What is going on? What's what should happening? we be seeing? You know what's great? Town. Also, I like to give people a balanced thing. You don't want to go out. I have stuff for you to watch at home. In you want to go out. I have stuff for you guys to do. So it's a good balance. If you're an introvert, if you're an extrovert, if you're an ambivert, that's a bit of both. Yeah. Is that, um, is that someone who doesn't know who they are? No, ambivert is if you're an extrovert, you appear as an extrovert, but you're actually an introvert inside. Interesting. Oprah's an ambivert? I thought they were called extroverted introverts. (laughs) That's a technical term. Which is what I sometimes describe myself as. You're an extrovert. We'll talk about that later. I feel like we're definitely going down a hole here. Yeah, it is. So I'll I'll take us out of the hole. Please. Um, I got to go to a sneak secret peek of a really cool show Ooh, coming up in industry buzz yeah, what industry, is it yeah. <laughs> don't tell us no, what a, is it <laughs> yeah. it's a um, it's a new exhibition that's opening November the 14th this week at the third line gallery in Al Avenue and it's called Duality Ooh. Ooh. so it's two artists um, Nima who is an Iranian American artist based in the UAE mm-hmm. and Jason who is a Lebanese Cuban artist and both of them are friends and they work Uh, They create paintings based on intricate geometry and patterns. Um, That sounds like... Do they always work together or is it just for this exhibition? This is a one-off. And it sounds similar, but it's not. So Nima, he creates these amazing, big sort of geometrical... Uh, drawings. Have you? Did you guys ever play with those like yeah. um, things that do the? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You put your pencil <laughs> in a little wheel yeah. and it go around. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of it kind of has these very intricate geometrical drawings that are layered on top of each other. Beautiful. And then um, Jason recreates the beautiful patterns we see in Persian rugs and and you know the arabesque arabesque ornamental ornamental decor mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. redoes it in these big paintings and you think oh is that a, a rug on the on the wall but you actually go up and it's and it's 
paintings. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So it's very cool. So very up your street in us. We've already spoken about how much you love rocks today. I do love rocks. Oh, you and love I love geometric patterns. So sue me. Perfect. This is this is the, <laughs> the exhibition double. for you. But what's really cool is that they are each doing their own body of work. And then mm. they have one big painting that combines both their styles in one. Oh. at the end of the exhibition. So you get to see each of their sort of like pictorial language and then mm. you see it coming together at the end. Does, nice. Is it very, very distinct um, the way they're kind of two styles are? Are they very like distinct? Very, very different. Like one feels very graphic mm -hmm. and the other feels like it's very kind of old traditional or, or ornamental Arabic, right? And you think, how are these two things going to mesh at the end? So walking around, you very much are like, that's that artist. Yes, this is 100%. 100%. Mm, 100%. So I love that. And I love seeing that kind of dialogue, collaboration um, between artists that are so different visually, even though they're dealing with the same ideas, like pattern making and geometry and perspective. So it's really cool. And I love that they're both, um, you know, from different parts of the Middle East, but also grew in the West. Mm -hmm. So you see those different influences coming in, in their work. So mm. that's where the duality comes from then. Yes, and duality, from, exactly, from all exactly. Angles. And we all, really love, we all love shapes and patterns and graphics. So. Yeah, I know, look at our wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a shape and a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a shape and a pattern. What else then? What something else? For... So if you don't want to go out. Yes. Something for, our in, something for our introverts. <laughs> yes, for introverts. There is a great new animated uh, series for adults that just launched last week, at, launched, released last week on Netflix. Netflix, and it's called uh, The Blue-Eyed Samurai. Um, it is about, now I don't know about this, the Edo period in Japan and during the 17th century. So have you guys ever heard of it? Mm -mm. No. So it was a period in Japan when Japan closed its borders off to the rest of the world and sort of just remained very insular for like a hundred years. So there were no wow. foreigners coming in or out of Japan. And the main protagonist of the series is this warrior called um, Mizu. And she is a um, uh, half Japanese. So she is the last half Japanese, half European um, person. Person, Yeah, because just when the doors closed, her father was in Japan mm. and had a relationship with her mother. So she is the blue-eyed samurai, oh. uh, the only one. So in Japan at the time, if you were not you know, fully Japanese appearing, you were seen as less than human. And so she is on a quest. She's trained by this blind um, um, samurai sword. Um, what do you call them? Creator? Yeah. Uh, what? Wielder. Like Wielder. he makes the swords. Okay. What do you call that? What's that word? Blacksmith? Blacksmith. <laughs> yeah. um, this is all fiction. This so is all fiction, yeah. We can get his job title wrong. Yeah. He so won't complain. He's not going to come at us. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not going to cancel us. Um, so, yeah. So, he's a blind uh, sword, sword creator, and he trains her in sword fighting and, and being a ninja. So, the series sees her um, going out into Japan and trying to... Um, uh, get vengeance on those people who sort of made her an outcast. Now, what I like about it is that you get a little bit of history. It's animated. It has great cinematography, great music. It's very um, good, accessible dialogue. But also, it kind of, um, it reminds me a little bit of Game of Thrones in that there's so many different characters in so many different mm. parts of Japan, and they all have their own ulterior motives. And there's this one person with one thing that they're trying to do. Um, and you get to see the circus around them. And for those of, those of you who don't, are not into anima uh, animation, it's not, I mean, you watch it, but you forget it's animation because it's such a great story. Ah, yeah. have you finished the whole thing? I'm like about halfway through. And it's very good. Classic Netflix style is all available. It's all available so you can binge Lovely. over the weekend. Beautiful. Yeah. And that's so up your street, Game of Thrones, right? 
No. no, no. Really. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my street. It's not my street as well. Yeah. I'm like, what have I said? Have I, have I, <laughs> have have I told would... some white lies? <laughs> I mean, I watch Game of Thrones. But you're not like a hardcore fan. No. No. Have I finished it? No. Oh, you haven't? Oh, okay. I have never oh, yeah. watched an episode. What? I know. I'm one of those people. It's quite beautifully strong. Okay. That's amazing. I env- I envy you because you get you have this whole show you that's can what watch. People say, that's what I say to people who've never seen Succession. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen Succession. Oh. oh. Maybe we should do a Maybe little we swap do, Yeah, exactly. I'll watch Succession, <laughs> Game of Thrones, and we can do like yeah. a share notes thing. Yeah, Succession won't take you as long though. No. Yeah. No, probably not. So the next thing I'll talk to you guys about is Toda. Has everybody, anyone heard of Toda? Yes. yes. Yep, it's yep, the yep. Theater of Digital Art. It's an acronym for that. And it's in Medina Jumeirah. They have these amazing shows all the time that combine uh, live elements and digital art. So they have two really cool shows coming up. The first one is, starts November the 16th to the 30th. It's a whole month. And it's focusing on The Wizard of Oz. We all know The Wizard of Oz, the book by Al Frank Baum. I think that's how you say his name. And of course, the original movie with Judy Garland. So they are taking the story and imagery from The Wizard of Oz and turning it into this 360 um, digital artwork world that you get to sit and and sort of immerse yourself in all of those great, um, you know, pictorial elements like the Emerald City and the flying monkeys and the red shoes. So it's, so as you call them, the red shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Ruby slippers. Yeah, Ruby slippers. Ruby slippers. That's it. So picking the, the heels three yes, times. Yes, three times to go home. So it has so many great visual elements uh, that I can see just being projected in really interesting ways digitally. So that's on for a whole month. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then for one night only on November the sixteenth. Oh, I think I have that date wrong. Let me double check. November the 18th, sorry. They have a special one night performance uh, with an internationally um, award. Um, Sorry, an internationally award-winning Armenian pianist called Gayan Asnalayan. I think I pronounced that right. And she is, um, no, have you guys ever heard of Hayao Miyazaki? You can say no, it's fine. No, I haven't. We're so uncultured, Farah. <laughs> hey, is that true? No, no, we're not. It's no, not. we are uncultured. Look, there's just so much culture. It's there hard to know so everything. Much. It's hard to know everything. I haven't watched Succession. So. We have to be able to say we don't know things. Yeah. <laughs> So Hayao Miyazaki is a Japanese director and animator. People will know his work like Spirited Away. Oh, yes. no, that's from Studio Ghibli. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. No, I do know him. Yes. Oh. Okay. Oh. You are cultured oh. after all. <laughs> She's back. Yay. <laughs> so she is taking three of his most famous films that were composed by the Japanese composer Joe Hayashi. And oh, they wow. are, yeah, La Pira Castle and the, and the Sky, My Neighbor Totoro, and I think Princess Mononoke. And so she is playing um, all of the music from those films. And digitally on the walls and on the screens and everywhere, there's going to be sort of artwork um, based on those three films. So for those of you who know of Studio Ghibli movies, you know how intricately detailed and beautifully hand-drawn they are. They are incredibly immersive just watching it on TV. So imagine it in sort of that digital 3D format. Wow. And for those of you who haven't ever seen uh, Hayao Miyazaki's Studio Ghibli film, they're all on Netflix. Yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. Actually, My Neighbor Totoro is one of my favorite films of all time. This would probably be quite a good intro for people that aren't super familiar with it because there isn't going to be like huge storyline elements right it's going to be kind of going in and like immersing yourself Mm. in the illustrations and the world so it might 
kind of get some people catching the bug. Yep, inspired to watch it. And what's great about the films, and as I'm assuming this digital uh, show, is that they're so universal. You don't have to know anything about Japan or the world. You just have to be interested in sort of animation and film and story. So mm-hmm. I think they're great for children. I mean, my children absolutely children. love the films. But what I love about My Neighbor Totoro in particular is that there's no kind of baddie. That's there's it. no yeah. like evil person and in, in all of their films there's yes. never like an evil character maybe that somebody does something bad mm-hmm. but then it doesn't mean that they're bad yeah. and I think okay. that's a really strong message that's for children message. yeah it's very nuanced mm-hmm. and there isn't unlike um, you know more traditional animated films that grew up with there isn't always a love story sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a story of friendship a boy and a girl are friends and they're on an adventure and there isn't like a happily ever after fairy tale kind of ending it's just friendship or relationships between family members it's, it's really really sophisticated stuff but done very simply and universally I can't wait to see that yeah are you going to go? 100% I'm going to go to both because I love The Wizard of Oz of course I do and um, I love the novel and the book so yeah 100% going to go see and I love seeing how um, new ways of experiencing things take old stories and redo Mm, them I think that's so interesting and cool yeah nice and if I remember Toda correctly like you there's like this might change from show to show, but kind of like a kind of step area, like yes, very big, is. like bean bags. So you kind of kick back and it's kind of like all around you. Yeah. Cool. So it really is an immersive, like light movement, but it's not like a cinema. It's not no. like running, blah, 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 blah. It's just yeah. like very like small and gentle. It's quite very therapeutic. <laughs> it's also a combination of going out, but sitting around and doing nothing and just watching. So you're like, you're it really at home is the watching. hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> it is the hybrid of the introvert if, and the extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're the omnivert. Oh, am, ambivert. 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 That's the place to go. Big omnivert night out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's all we have time for today. Um, we promise to get you loads of interesting stories next week. And if you like this episode, please follow and subscribe on your choice of podcasting app and tell all your friends and family. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.